hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. Today, we are talking with astrologer and author, Allison Smith. And she's joining us today from, where are you joining us from? (laughs) I'm in Wales in the UK, Sue. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for coming. And you have such a fascinating topic to share with us. So it is going to be retrograde energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a bit of a passion of mine, actually, to talk about the difference between retrograde and direct energy, because there is a difference. And it is as useful. Retrograde energy is as useful as direct energy is planetary wise. And so that's why I'm on a passion, a mission to unlock it for us all so that we can actually use that energy. And to get things into perspective, if I start off by talking a little bit about how, well, how things really work for us standing here on planet Earth. And we are on planet Earth and our year is 365 days long. But we have to put in an extra day every four years, a leap year, um, because obviously the universe doesn't quite follow what we've decided to have as our calendar. You know, the universe gets on with things. The universe does things. uh, And the universe is constantly in a state of movement. You know, everything is moving. And if you think about our Earth, you know, we're standing here on planet Earth and Earth is moving through space. You know, we're held in place by gravity. Thank goodness. Otherwise, we'd be wherever. But, you know, we're here and we're moving. And our moon, we have our own moon, which is amazing that we have our own moon. And our moon takes 27 to 28 nights to go around our Earth. And when our moon is doing that, She's visiting every single zodiac sign. And as we go through the universe and we have our calendar year, we also, from our perception, see the sun as moving through every zodiac sign. So we've got that going on, which is quite a lot in itself. But then we've got all the other planets doing things. They're all moving and they're moving at different rates. And you've got Mercury 88 days in its orbit. Venus, two, two, five days in its orbit. Um, Mars, six, eight, seven days. And then we get to Jupiter, 12 years in its orbit. Now, when I'm talking about an orbit, I'm talking about when that planet returns to the same place as it was, say, for instance, when we were born. And so we've got all the different planets and stars moving at different rates. And so I suppose that's the first thing that I wanted to say that When we think about all the different planets, stars moving at different speeds and ourselves on Earth moving at different speeds, we start to see how patterns of energy are there. Is this making sense so far? I hope it is. I hope it is. Wonderful. Um, Because those patterns of energy are what I really want to talk about, because those patterns of energy are what we can tap into and use. And... I look at astrology as being practical. We use it. And our ancestors have used the cycles of the sun and the moon for for growth, for crops, for growing 
things to eat. You know, it's sustaining our life, the sun and the moon. And we get to use the energies in a practical way when we start to watch them and tune into them. And that's where it gets interesting because everything is moving forwards always. There's nothing in our universe that goes backwards. And, and that's why I wanted to talk today about the difference between direct and retrograde energy, because we can see how the direct energy is constantly moving us forwards and moving us onwards and giving us opportunities to do what we need to be doing. But what happens with retrograde energy? Because it's not backwards energy. Nothing in our universe goes backwards ever. So retrograde energy isn't about backwards, but it is very different. And when we say that a planet is retrograde, what it means is from our perception on planet Earth, it's doing something different to the norm. And we feel that shift, that change of energy, and we can use it. And we can use it very, very practically and very, very usefully. But it's different and it is different and it is a different feeling to it. Another reason why I wanted to speak about this today is Actually, when I look back, when I think back to 2019, and I was beginning to say to people, if you're going to launch something, do it before May 2020. And because from May 2020, and I know things started to happen before then, obviously things apply, planetary energies apply, but from May onwards, there was this whole feeling that things were going to be different. Now, we've been through quite a few times of a lot of planets being retrograde. We really have. And if we think about just this last October, we had six planets retrograde or planetary bodies retrograde, I should say, because wow. I include Chiron in that and Chiron's an asteroid. Um, and slowly they're all starting to turn direct. And I think by the time we get to next February through to April, we've got a little window when all of the planets are direct. But we have been through real shifts where we've seen a blend of planets all being retrograde. And then slowly they turn direct or the energy changes into that more direct energy. So that's why it's really useful to stop and think about how we as individuals can make the best use of the energy. You know, what do we do with it? Do we sit back and say, oh no, it's so restrictive or, oh no, Mercury retrograde, everything's gonna fall and break down <laughs> and end, you know, and mustn't do anything, you know, mustn't travel during this time or, but actually, no, because everything in our universe moves forward all the time. And that's key, because when you really, really remember that everything is moving forwards, then you can start to see how 
these are opportunities to do things differently. And that's the magic. And one of the images I'd love to offer at this moment is if you're walking along, say you're walking along a pathway and you meander around because you're going to go to a shop or something and you call in here, there, and you call in there and you think about this and you think about that and you're walking along quite happily. And then you get on a bus because a bus comes along that's going to the same destination as you want to go to. So you get on the bus, the bus is going faster than you're walking and then it stops and then it starts and all of that's going on. And then the bus takes a different route and it takes a route into maybe a different way that you've never been before. But that bus is still moving towards your destination. So it's still going forwards, just in a different way. And that's the difference between a direct planet energy and a retrograde planet energy. It's that energy of taking things in a different direction, but still moving forwards. Mm. Is that making sense so far? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it too, because then you get the visualization and you also know that, yeah, it's it's going to the same destination. It's just taking us on a different route. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's maybe giving you an opportunity because you're looking out of the window of that bus is giving you an opportunity to see things differently, maybe a different landscape. It's giving you an opportunity to sit there for a while on the bus you're not having to use your legs to walk um it's giving you an opportunity to do something differently to look at something differently or think about it in a different way and and that's what that change in energy is about but it can also be a little bit of a jolt to the system because suddenly you are being asked to look at something in a different way and you are being asked to perhaps look at why the washing machine has broken down and think, oh, OK, so maybe it does need a service or maybe it does need to have a part replaced. It's that jolt the system where we have an opportunity to do something differently. And that's where the real magical side of the change of energy comes in. I mentioned that we've had quite a few planets retrograde, <laughs> which we really have. And it, it's easier when we know that there's a number of planets all retrograde at the same time, it's easier to look on it as a real opportunity for reset a real opportunity to see it as a blend of energy and, and, and that's really what you get when you are able to look at everything together as a whole sometimes I get a little bit frustrated because you'll look out at the internet and you'll see individual planets and what it means when they're retrograde and that's useful to a certain extent but what we want to be able to do is to blend those energies together and see what they mean when there's several planets all doing the same thing. And part of it is to serve, I believe, as a wake up call, 
as that jolt, as that chance or that opportunity from the universe to say, hey, you know, come on, really look at this and what you as an individual are doing within the collective. I know that's that's huge in a subject, but that jolt that we get when something, a planetary energy changes and joins with another one, whether it's transiting both of them direct or one not, whatever they're doing, it's that opportunity to think. Is this making sense so far? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so when you, I also agree with you that they show us specific individual planets. And so each of these planets, and I'm asking this for the audience and for myself to you, each of these planets has a different meaning in general for its specific area of, of influence. So for example, Mercury with the communication and travel or Venus with, you know, beauty and health and things like that. So then we're blending the individual meanings, almost like when you're doing a tarot reading and you're seeing a, a more succinct story appearing rather than just saying, oh, the emperor means you should get organized and it's a Mars energy and this and that. And the other thing, what you're doing is you're blending all of the energies of all of those retrograde planets, which um, there were six, as you said. Um, yeah, and- absolutely. Yeah, spot on. Because once you start to see that the universe wants us to see the whole story and not just an individual part of it that's when it starts to resonate with us on a deeper level Mm -hmm. because words need to have more to them than just the actual word itself and so when you start to look at the whole the whole of it that's when yes you're quite right you look at the the blend to tell the story and it resonates then with us and what we've been seeing certainly throughout 2021 is the different if you like actors and actresses in the planets and planets planetary bodies all giving their different stories that we've been able to dip into and use and move forwards with and I love what you said about the 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 mercury for for learning say for instance or for communication or for um Actually, Mercury and Venus are both money planets, aren't they, as well? So they've they've both got stories to tell about money. Um, With a Mercury direct, we know that there's great, probably sometimes, if it's aspecting aligned with Jupiter, that planet of abundance, say they're both direct energies, we can maybe be getting too much communication. Mm. Now, if we then think about that Mercury retrograde where the energy is more thoughtful or more insightful or more wants us to take that step back and we're only looking at the communication side of mercury right now then maybe it's an opportunity to learn to learn something new i once did a crystal healing course during a mercury retrograde because it's that opportunity to learn something so you you've got that sense of 
that individual planet but then when you add something else into it and that's where the crystal healing learning came into there was a venus retrograde at the same time that love of beauty and art and that that love of of healing on a inner level um if you think of venus as the 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 empress goddess of abundance and creation then then you can start to see how maybe when that energy is retrograde it's more of a right how can we go within and how can we make the inner world beautiful Mm. so you can blend them all together but all the time thinking about the difference between if it's direct or it's retrograde and Something else to think about, and the the outer planets, because they've been doing what they've needed to be doing through the last few years as well, and will be next year. And and Pluto, that's the first one that we're going to see go retrograde next May, um, April, May. And that planet has been really interesting because I've been watching that throughout this year. And every time that planet has really aspected lots of others and it's been retrograde this year too Pluto has it's as if the truth is coming out because we think of Pluto as being the the deepest unconscious almost um underlying thoughts that we may be having and what has been happening this year and will continue next year is in the outer world the more political arena we start to see the truths coming out and so we, we can see how we can use it in a way of gaining knowledge and also understanding. Has that answered the question? I can't even remember what you asked me. No, that was really, really good. And especially like bringing up how it affects us as, as human beings and all of us, because I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, astrology, it doesn't matter. But when you feel a collective shift in such a big way, and when you see, you know, on the media, um, where we're in a state now where um, transparency has been a theme, and really people are just tired of being deceived and lied to and having the truth covered up. But now that we have these opportunities and options to be kind of our own reporters in a way, um, that we can share our, the, the truth that we're seeing as well. And so I think that's really important because I think coming back to what I was saying, it does affect us all. And even the naysayers are probably going to feel not only the, the sun energy shifts in the different, um, um, zodiac signs and, and how it affects their own mood, but also these planetary shifts as they're happening and rolling out. So it's, it's really wonderful also to see your insight, like Pluto, nobody ever talks about Pluto being in retrograde, you know, and, and how it really lines up and matches up with what's going on right now. So it's, it's wonderful information. Yeah. Yeah, it it absolutely does. And, And and if we st- step away from the, the the retrograde and direct energy subject for just a moment, um, I've been talking for a long time that this is the most important decade that that we've been living through for an awful long time, you know, for generations, um, because with Chiron 
going through Aries and Chiron as the wounded healer in mythology, Chiron as the energy for service and for where we can see healing as needed. And it's going through Aries right now, started three years ago, goes through the decade. Um, it's an opportunity for our planet to heal. It's Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's an opportunity to look at things afresh. And we've also got Taurus in Uranus, which is another um, Uranus in Taurus, which is another one of those outer planets that I mentioned earlier. And Uranus also has gone retrograde off and on this year too. Um, and we can, 2021, we can see how Uranus settling through Taurus for the next few years is going to bring everything to the surface for our values and our beliefs. And with the Uranus retrogrades that we've had throughout 2021, it's as if he's been questioning us over and over and over again for what we value. And we're seeing that now also starting to play out on the wider stage, but also for us. And if I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but whenever you are listening to it, we will still be, I would imagine, in that Uranus in Taurus because it's throughout the 2020s. And it's a time to really look within and craft your message. How do you want to be seen? What message do you want to take forwards? And when we marry that together with the Chiron going through Aries, other planets are available, of course, and are doing other things as well. But let's put those two together for the moment. We can start to see where if we have real, true, honest values for wanting the planet and each other and ourselves to all be better, then we can really take that forward. We absolutely can. And I have so much hope and so much joy for what I'm seeing unfolding and what I can see will can unfold if we want it to ahead because we're being given those opportunities. And these retrogrades, they're not about restrictions. They really are not. And that's the, the biggest thing that I can offer to you really to say when you hear about any planets going retrograde, and that's the phrase that people use, it's that change in energy and that's hopping on that bus and it's being able to look at things differently. And it's not about restrictions. It's about actually setting the scene up differently or telling a different story or getting our, our position in alignment. Because Ooh. sometimes it's about us and sometimes it's about us getting ourselves in back into the right position or into a new position but getting ourselves in alignment does that I love that yeah I love that because each of us has to do it for ourselves and then it, it reverberates into the collective it can't be us making a lot of pushes for social change if we're not standing in integrity in our own and this energy of these retrogrades combined is probably bringing that up to us as well as, as in setting these, um, you mentioned that we are going to be reconsidering our own motivations and our own um, priorities in some ways. And, you know, what 
like, I don't want to say what a better time than when we're facing a global pandemic. But, you know, I think that for a lot of us, it kicked us into a place where we kind of had no choice but to, you know, look at our priorities or, you know, I mean, this is like the existential um, question right now, really, and, and how we want to spend our time and what's important and what's not important really on a true centered authentic level absolutely and and when you look at um i mean obviously you probably know my language is usually astrology (laughs) these days um but when we look at what's been going on throughout this year and there's been a particular uranus saturn square throughout this year and it it finishes um, that particular aspect finishes December 2021. Um, and then after that, throughout next year, we're going to be able to have the opportunities to put our sense of our value into operation, as it were, to take it forwards. And I know these are like long timescales, but, you know, our, our universe is really magical because it's all about rhythms and cycles and and. I hesitate sometimes to tell exact dates, not because I don't know them, but because in actual fact, it's more about the cycle and the rhythm and how things are going to move and transport us into different times. And that's what's happening. And that's what's happened since, you know, we first came here onto this planet however that was however we 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 arrived you know it's always been about cycles and rhythms and changing times and expansion and growth and time for resting and then growth again and 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 that's okay right and I think perhaps what we've seen and what I really hope is coming out of or one of the things that's coming out of what we've been through over the past few years is this knowledge that we can we can rest and that we can sit (laughs) yeah exactly you know it doesn't have to be a relentless merry-go-round yeah we need as human beings we have to allow time for that resting you know nature does it and, and I think sometimes we forget about nature, but one of the basic building, building, well, several basic building blocks of astrology. But if we think about the sun and we think about the moon and we've got sun for light and warmth and heat, and we've got the sea, seas ruled by the, by the, the moon. So we've got gravity, we've got the tides, we've got nature and we've got the cycles of the seasons and, and, that all just happens. It carries on happening. You know, um, the birds still sing in the morning and in the evening. And that's nature. And it's the cycles and the rhythms. And if we're in tune with the cycles of the rhythms, and if we watch the moon, and we watch the cycles of the, the solar festivals, and we see what the different planets are doing, and we get a feeling for them, then we're in position, then we're in alignment, and then we're open to what comes next. But we've got to have those cycles and we've got to have the resting phases as well as the growth phases. Right. And unfortunately, modern society is only 
growth phase. You know, you see that in in predictions and projections for like all of the, um, but it's an interesting thing because that's a, that's a synthetic it's not a natural cycle. It's like all the stock market based, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when you get into the nature thing about it, you have to have those, those pauses in order to grow bigger and better and stronger. You know, you can't just always be running forward without mm. resting or without that, that pullback. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about, um, let's think about farming for the moment. Yeah. Um, and a farmer cannot plant the same crops in the same field season after season after season. Right. You know, the field has to have fallow time in order to replenish the nutrients in the soil. And, and so when you look at it in that way, which is the way our ancestors have lived and which we've got within our ancestral memories, then you see that natural cycle of needing to rest to replenish mm -hmm. and then we can grow stronger. Yep. And so that's where these cycles come in and that's where the planetary energies, when we watch them and when we see that actually they don't all move in exactly the same way all of the time, you know, they're different. They, they move at different speeds, which is, where I started the, the talk, they move in different patterns because because they're moving at different speeds, they're constantly creating different patterns with each other and with us. <laughs> That's why our birth charts are so different because every moment is unique and the, the planets and their positions and their patterns from when I first started talking today already has moved on and that pattern will never ever ever be seen again ever it just won't be and that's what blows my mind that's what I just think is so amazing <laughs> about astrology because that pattern of energy offered something to us to talk today um and now it's moved on right and it's moved us on with our subject it's moved us on with talking it's moved everything has moved on and once we start to live in that way and think, right, okay, so the planets are moving, they're constantly offering us different choices, different opportunities. We don't have to do it all at once, you know, <laughs> we really don't. And we take those rest times or those times for thoughtfulness or those times when from our perspective here on planet Earth, something has changed in the pattern or the speed or the energy that's when we start to evolve we can't evolve if we're just stuck in the same old same old same old we have to also move with what's going on or rest with what's going on consciously and and that's the thing is having those conscious choices. And if we have those conscious choices, that's also about us evolving. Totally. Yeah. Because that's when you making those conscious, conscious choices is what the evolution is. Can I just step this back for a moment? Because I think we skipped a little bit of the fact that retrograde planets are actually they look like they're moving backwards in the sky from the earth's perspective during these retrograde periods so it's they're still moving forward 
but yeah. the way that we are um, related yeah. to them at the time shows the planet then moving from, I don't know, from north to south or east to west, or you probably know this a little bit better than I do. Probably not, but I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, it's quite interesting, actually, because I, I can, part of my history is I, I, I love going to camps and festivals. And I used to go to, for several years, to a certain astrology camp. And every year we used to try to do the dance of Venus because Venus's orbit it's beautiful well of course it is it's intricate well of course it is it it's it it takes great thought <laughs> um and we could never get the steps right completely because but if you think about these planets dif doing different dances because that's what they're doing in the universe. Think of them doing different dances. And we're standing here on planet Earth, and we've also got our own dance going on. And we're moving through space and time. The Earth doesn't move in a, I was going to say a straight way. The Earth has got a wobble. Right, right. We, 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 don't, we don't just move. Well, nothing really just moves. But from our perspective here on planet Earth, because of that wobble, because we are just held in place, we're moving, and the planets from our perspective are moving, but sometimes they appear to either be stopped, and sometimes you might hear that as a phrase, um, stationary, or moving backwards, but it's because we have a wobble and we might move a bit faster at some times than others. That's the most astronomical I'm going to get, <laughs> probably <Okay>. ever, because <laughs> it's that sense of all of the planets having their dancers, which are at different speeds and time rhythms to our own. Right. But it is a perspective thing. No planet actually does go backwards. Right. It really doesn't. It is just how we perceive it from our position here on Earth. If we were standing on a different planet, we'd have a very, very different view of our universe. Right. So I don't know whether I've answered your question fully, but it is a fascinating thing to actually consider it as a dance and to consider it as no planet is actually moving in a way that our brains can comprehend properly. Right. Because it's, it's something that, that, that our universe is, is getting on with doing, basically. Right. So I can't think of a better way of describing it other, way, other than saying they all have their own dancers and they are all moving at different speeds. And us, because we are on planet Earth, which is also moving as well, and it doesn't move in a straightforward way at all. As I said, it has a wobble that means that sometimes you will see it. Sometimes we are closer to our moon or our moon is closer to us than at other times. Uh, sometimes we're closer to the sun and we see solar flares more easily than at other times. 
everything is is moving but not in a straightforward way Right. Now, do those solar flares, like we're having a big one right now, we're in the midst of a big yeah. one. Does that affect the, the, um, like the energy of the horoscopes or does it filter into the, the cyclical nature of everything or how does that affect us? Or am I going totally off base with this? I'm sorry. No, no not, not at all. No. And I, I'm always happy to answer questions to the best of my ability. Um, I believe that solar flares do have an effect on us. They can't, it can't not have an effect. I always say that astrology is very, very logical. I mean, I know that the describing how the planets move may not seem logical at all. I've been talking about dancing and I've been talking about <laughs> Earth's wobble and I've been talking about, you know, sometimes we're closer, sometimes we're, we're further away. But actually astrology and looking at planetary energies is logical because if we look at the moon and how the moon affects gravity, the moon affects our tides. Um, at, a, at a new moon, the water table is at its lowest and at the full moon, the water table is at its highest, scientific facts. So the moon has an effect, can't argue with it. So therefore other planets have effects too and things that happen in our universe do as well. And yes, I believe that solar flares have an effect, absolutely. Would I plot them in a, in a horoscope? Probably not, I probably wouldn't plot them, but I certainly do look at eclipses when I'm drawing up a horoscope. I certainly do look at um, the, the moon's nodes, the north node and south node when I'm doing a horoscope. Um, because it's useful information and the more information we have again it comes back to our consciousness right so i think it's awareness um in the same way as if we're looking at the cycles of the moon i think solar flares can affect our sleep patterns oh yeah it's something to be aware of it may or may not and some people will be affected, some people may not be, because our birth charts, which is our starting point for all of us, our birth chart, the map of stars for the moment we were born, it's completely unique. And when I said to you earlier about the patterns of the stars have already changed since we first started talking this talk, you know, everybody has their unique birth chart. And so we'll be affected in different ways or have the opportunity to be affected in different ways by what's going on right now. Right. So yes, be aware, but choose. Um, we have choice, we have great choice. We can choose what we do with this information and nothing is about fate or destiny. It really isn't. Um, it, we get choices given to us or offered to us, should I say, right. and, and we can choose in the same way as we can choose how we see, and I'm going to use my, my passion is, is to, to completely change people's view of Mercury retrogrades. Um, we can choose how we see Mercury retrograde. We can choose to see it as a time when we just know everything's going to go wrong or, and this is my 
way of looking at Mercury retrogrades and, and, and others as well, we can choose to use the energy in a way of, right, great, it's Mercury retrograde. What do I need to get sorted out at this time? Because if you use Mercury retrograde energy to, for instance, Mercury, trade, commerce, money, look at your business accounts, you're going to swim through them. So it's a choice and it's a choice of how we use the energy. Right. Does right. that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So there are, there are things that are favored rather than, so when, when something is in retrograde, you're, you're reviewing or you're altering in a better way but like seriously I don't even know why and it's probably this whole mercury um I always think okay I need to update my website during retrograde always and I always kill my website you know and so I have to remember like oh okay it's mercury retrograde maybe I should update the copy instead of doing technical upgrades in the background and save that for when Mercury is direct again. Perfect. Um, you see, we've also had lots of, we've also had Uranus retrogrades as well. Um, and Uranus may well have more effect on your technology, perhaps mm -hmm. the background the back part of your technology so it's always worthwhile looking at more than one planet which we've talked about today a lot um, but also probably the time to review the website and to dream up how you want it to look and the copy and the intricacy of that rather than the technical side right right but it is, I always say that um, any retrograde planetary time, if you start out with review, just that one word, and then look at what that planet means for you, then you can begin to see what you might want to do. If you're born with any retrograde, planets it can be to do with and maybe this is a part of a clue to that as well it can be to do with particular life or soul based lessons and so that can also be really interesting to look at and to see them as lessons to move you forwards it's all about evolving everything is about evolving and moving forwards. And, and so while I, I can see it is a really good time to review a website, it may not be the best time to actually do the technical side of it unless, because Mercury does like to get everything correct, <laughs> whether he's in his direct phase or his retrograde phase, Mercury is all about the detail. Mercury is about getting everything correct. So perhaps it would be better to actually take the website down, mm -hmm. do the work so that it's all done correctly and then back up again. 
just a thought. But yeah, Mercury would also want everything to be done correctly. Interesting. That's really interesting. Because <laughs> then that, but that makes a lot of sense because if there are any, you know, if you're only fixing this one little part or if you're updating your WordPress or whatever and, and there are errors in situations, then Mercury is going to be like, nope, nope just can't handle all that right now. So yeah, that, that makes sense. And then we also, like you said, we have all of these other influential factors that might be blending with that mercury retrograde energy to in, in a variety of different ways, like you said, you know, with Venus doing this and with the Uranus doing this and with Pluto doing that and with Chiron doing that, then you have, it's it, like you said, it's almost like an incomplete picture if they're just showing this one planet in retrograde without explaining the aspects and, and relationships to the other planets at the same time too. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. And and I think that's something else to when we talk about the cycles and the rhythms and just the sheer magicalness of our universe, you know, it, it's never all about just one thing. Right. Just in the same way as we're not just one person, you know, when if you if you we think about we're on planet Earth and, and we're standing here and we've got all the universe and the moon and everything. But we are all of us connected to each other on planet Earth. We're held in place by gravity. We're connected to each other. And so it's those connections with each other. But also when we think about our birth chart, our map of the stars from within, and we think about it being connected to what's going on out there, you know, microcosm, macrocosm all the time, then it is about everything. And it's it's never about just one thing. And, and I think, that's something else to be aware of from from nature when we if you walk outside and you you, you look at, at nature and how nature's getting on with life it's never about just one thing ever it's it's always about these cycles and rhythms and about getting on with with life and and about just those connections let's call it just about connections because that's what it's all about and so when you see something like this planet is doing this yes it will be doing whatever it's doing but there's a lot of other things going on as well right that are influencing it so it's never it's like the no man is an island kind of thing where every person has the influence of you know the home that they live in the environment that they live in the the food that they eat the people that they hang around with so it's never just them I mean ultimately they are the ones making the choices but there are influential factors that are moving you know have a um why can't I think of the word I'm looking for have an influence yeah no they're offering choices and opportunities all of the time and if we go back to what I was talking about the bus you know we're walking along we get the bus and and the 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 way that bus can take us to the same destination, but through from a different route, you know, say we don't get on that bus, say we get on the next one, you know, all the time there are these choices that we are gifted. And it's about how we go through those choices that helps us to evolve. Right. Yep. And, and 
if we're talking about planets influencing, it's that they're influencing in a way of giving us choices. And whether that planetary energy is called direct or called retrograde because of our perception of it, and they are very different energies, but it's our choice what we do with it. Ultimately, always. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now you read people's charts for them. Is that correct? So you would create a chart for somebody and would you read it like um, from their birth time and then how the planets are looking for them right now? Yes. What happens is when, when we're born, um, we're born in a certain place and time. And so we look at the place, the date and the time of birth to construct a pattern of the stars at that moment. And when you see a birth chart, it's circular. Mm -hmm. um, that's the way that we construct our charts these days. They're circular. And when you're born, you have all of the signs of the zodiac and you have all of the planets and the stars all in a particular, make a particular pattern according to that position of time and place where you were born. And then we can look at the different areas of life that are affected by or influenced by different planets and different stars and zodiac signs. And we can then start to plot best choices, best routes forward. And we look at what the stars are doing right now so that we can see what the opportunities are right now and ahead of you. Right. So you, everybody, you, you'll probably know your sun sign, your star sign, you'll know where the sun was. Um, but we're so much more than that, because obviously the moon was in a certain zodiac sign when, when you were born. Venus was, Mars was, you and all of the planets were. And by looking at the whole, the whole chart, that's the holistic side of you and your soul journey here on this, in this lifetime. Nice. And I use Chiron a lot in the work that I do. Chiron, I mentioned Chiron earlier. Um, Chiron has a 50-year orbit, and it's always a really interesting return for a birth chart when Chiron, around about age 50, because that will often open up new career, new soul-based career. Oh, and it's, it's a real beginning point around about that age 50, um, especially for women, particularly who are called to be in the more healing or service type careers. And, and so that's the sort of thing that we can look at when we look at the birth chart, we look at where the planets were and the stars at the moment of that birth time and place. And then we're looking at what's going on and what's coming up. So it's a useful roadmap for choices and opportunities, completely specific to you. Right. Completely specific to that individual. No. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. <laughs> so um, do you have any other points about retrograde energy or the combination or blend of energies um, that we're going to experience? Or... As we go through the end of 2021 20, and then we go through 
2022, we are still going, I mean, retrograde energies happen, you know, it, it wasn't just this year, you know, they, they, they happen a lot. Um, I think what I would love your audience to take away from today is perhaps hopefully I've done a little bit of myth busting in that they are useful energies. And if you hear about a particular planet and you hear the phrase, oh, this is retrograde, see it as an opportunity and go within whatever means you have of going within have that thought of how is this of use to me and i'll bet there'll be something that will come to the surface now it might be a phrase or it might be in the dream or you might find yourself noting something down whatever form your own method of going within takes obviously mine is to look at a birth chart and say oh yeah that's how this this can can be helpful in this particular area of life but ask yourself, how is this helpful? And that's going to take everyone forward so much just to think, how is this helpful? Right. Oh, I love that. I love that takeaway too, because sometimes, yeah, you need to rest and you need to take a step back and you need to have a look instead of always just running, running, running forward, um, really rest and pause and reflect on how that energy, how you can use that energy to make better decisions or to shift your life or as you said to evolve absolutely and and see it as a whole life journey mm-hmm. and i think i think you and i both both know, agree with what's gone on over the last few months as, as as helping us all to see it as as more of a whole life journey and, and and that's what's unfolding for us all and as we go through 2022 I do see that more to the forefront of it being more about the longer term thankfully yeah exactly exactly <laughs> That's, I think, a necessary shift that we have to have. It's not just what's going to be best for three months from now. It's really thinking about that seven generations ahead and seven generations behind kind of mentality. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yes. Well, it was fabulous and fascinating today, Allison, and I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing this wisdom with us. And welcome thank you for having me oh you're welcome you're welcome so if you wanted to find allison you can find her at um, www.allisontheastrologer.com that's a-l-i-s-o-n-t-h-e-a-s-t-r-o-l-o-g-e-r.com and she also has a free guide to finding your inspiration on her website and forward slash your dash inspired dash self another uh forward slash so (laughs) and i will put all of this information in the show notes or in the blurb if you're watching us on youtube today and again this is allison smith And I'm Sue from Spiritual Business Spotlight. Thank you so much for sharing your information with us today, Allison. And thank you everyone for joining us. So take care, have fun. We'll talk soon.